Alright peeps, we're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us on the AEW Insider. Just brought this show to you real quick. I got the results of full gear, uh, my predictions, who I'd say win, who I'd say was going to lose, what have you. I also got the news stories. There was a death in the wrestling world today that was very sad. Uh, full gear was fucking amazing, seriously. WWE better start rethinking and start fucking re- just restructuring their whole thing. They're not going to be able to compete, man. This thing had fucking so much blood, so much action, so much fucking kicking ass. It was unbelievable. This is what we have wanted. But I think Tony Khan needs to put the leash a little, little tighter around the boys because he's giving them free reign. If you give some of these motherfuckers free reign, they're going to wind up killing themselves if not each other. Uh, Excuse me, killing themselves if not each other. So it's awesome. I can't bitch about it. So let's get to the show. The new set was awesome. As I predicted, it was a bunch of gears and shit, a.k.a. full gear. It was really, really nice. AEW goes all out. Even with the pyro all night, it was fucking awesome. Uh, Taz was back on commentary for the pre-show, which was super sweet. Uh, the buy-in pre-show match was Dr. Britt Baker versus B. Priestley. I picked that Britt Baker would win, and as I said, she did win. You got to start building up her win. She was the first signee. They wanted her to be the first female champ, but B gave her that concussion. And if she could stay injury-free, she will be your second AEW champion. Mark my words. Uh, After the match, the new kick-ass awesome evil duo of Brandy Rhodes and Awesome Kong emerged from the dark on the stage. They stepped into the ring and they destroyed B Priestley. Kong pulled out a fucking legit knife, just like fucking Super Liger, whatever, Jushin did in New Japan a couple weeks ago. This was like a fucking crazy looking blade, man, like something like uh, uh, Drax would have from Guardians of the Galaxy, but just smaller. This fucking new, uh, excuse me, Brandy and Kong team is so legit. Uh, Brandy did take the knife off of her, Kong fucking destroyed B, and then she gave her the knife back and she cut off a big piece of B's hair and was smelling it. This Brandy fucking Rhodes and Awesome Kong duo is going to be fucking so awesome. I can't wait to see what else they have in store. Alright, the Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz. I predicted Santana and Ortiz, and your winners were Santana and Ortiz. It was a dope match. Ortiz did an amazing sell after taking a super kick. It was so fucking funny. And Matt did that thing when he has a suplex. So suplex you, hold on to you, suplex you again, hold on to you, do it again. This time he did it with both Santana and Ortiz at the same fucking time. It was so legit. Uh, Nick sold a knee injury halfway through the match. And in the end, because of that, LAX did win. Uh, so far, peeps, two for two. Sammy Guevara from the Inner Circle came out, and a Rock and Roll Express came out to help the Bucks. Rock and Roll Express was whooping some ass. You can tell one of the guys really can't do anything physical, but the guy with the real, real white, old, blondish hair, he was doing crazy shit. He did a flip for the apron over LAX's back and fucking dropped him right on his head. It's pretty much what Adam Cole does, the fucking, what you call it, um... The sunrise move he does, but it was from the outside of the ring apron, which was dope. So your winners, Santana and Ortiz. 
We did have Pac and Adam Hangman Page. Now, I thought Pac was 2-0, but come to find out they were 1-1. They've been fighting since January. Please, no more of these guys together. They're both awesome talents, but I don't want to see them fight again for a while. The match was lackluster, lackluster and it picked up a tad bit in the last few minutes. Uh, what you call it? In the end, Hangman Page did win, like I did predict. This match I didn't even know about. I know they've been fighting on AEW Dark. They've been building to a story, but I didn't get to predict on it because I didn't even know it was going to be on the pay-per-view. But next up was Sean Spears versus Joey Janela. I would have picked Joey Janela, so I would have fucking lost that one, but I didn't, so I'm still, I got a perfect score for the pay-per-view so far. Uh, Spears, Sean Spears' entrance and music is so fucking dope. I'm happy for the perfect 10. It was an awesome match. I love Joey Janela, and the ref needs to say the fuck out of the way. At one point, Janela had fucking Spears on the outside of the ring. He wanted to run to the, uh, excuse me, turnbuckle, go outside the ring and do a move on him. He had to keep yelling at the referee to get the fuck out of the way, and the ref finally got out of the way. That guy better watch his shit, or he will be replaced. You can't be doing that shit. Uh, it, it was awesome, though. Spears is killing it with AEW. They had Kip Sabian backstage, and he cut a killer promo. Kip Sabian deserves a proper push. The kid is a star. And come to find out, he's building his little squad with fucking Jack Evans and um, Angelico. He's also got a female. He's got Joey Janela's ex-manager, ex-girl, Penelope Ford. And she even made a nod to Joey Janela, because I was wondering how Janela was going to feel about it. And she said, "It's a, excuse me, she said, why be bad when you could be super bad? Because that's Kip Sabian's name, super bad Kip Sabian. Joey Janela's the bad boy. Why be bad when you could be super bad? And the two went off together. It was fucking awesome. Uh, we did have SCU versus the Lucha Brothers versus Private Party for the AEW Tag Team Belts. I can't believe how slow this match was. When you got three teams like this in a ring, it should be non-stop, and they should have tore the fucking roof off the joint. The, uh, the Lucha Brothers attacked SCU after the match, because SCU did win, and I know where the lights went off. When the lights came back on, there was a second Pentagon Jr. in the ring. He had Pentagon Jr.'s outfit, had his makeup on, the mask on, what have you. They were mocking each other. Then a fake Pentagon attacked the real one. He took his mask off, and it was the third member of SCU, Christopher Daniels, and he had the big cross over his eyes, even taking back his old persona, the fallen angel that he used for years. So still your, still your tag team champions, SCU. All right, peace. I'm going to take a break real quick. I'll come back with the rest of the results for the pay-per-view. That AEW championship match was something to behold. So was the Moxley and Omega. And I do got two news stories for you. Remember, check us out on all social media. It's the AEW Insider on Facebook, YouTube, and all podcasting platforms. And on Twitter, AEW Insider 1. I'll come right back when we finish the show. All right, peace. Let's finish up this show. Remember, it's the AEW Insider. Check us out on all social media and podcasting platforms under the AEW Insider. And on Twitter, AEW Insider 1. Let's get back to the show. We next had AEW's Women's Championship match. It was Riho versus Amy Sokora. Your winner was Riho. 
It was a very boring, I want to say unneeded match, but you can't say it was unneeded because it was for the AEW's women title. But I mean, please, her opponent, Rio's opponent, is fucking way better than she is. She should have been champion if they were going to give it to anybody, you know what I'm saying? But I'm glad these people for Japan do get the show off, blah, 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 what have you. But literally, I was always said Rio's legit fucking uh, 99 pounds soaking wet. She's 98 fucking pounds, man. It's just crazy. But the match totally, totally sucked. But she held on to her belt until Dr. Britt Baker or somebody takes it off of her. After that, we did have the AEW Championship match. This wasn't even the last match of the night. But we did have Chris Jericho versus Cody Rhodes. And we know if Cody Rhodes lost, he's never able to challenge for the AEW world title again. Well, your winner was La Champion. Chris Jericho, the Ayatollah of Rock and Roll, baby. Jericho mocked Cody by wearing his weight belt. Not Cody's weight belt, but Jericho had his own weight belt worn. I mean, made. You know how Cody always wears it into the ring. On Jericho's weight belt, it did say La Champion, and it had bottles of The Bubbly on it, which was awesome. Uh, early in the match, Cody did the Stardust cartwheel, which kicked ass. He didn't do the hands after it, the jazz hands, but he did do the cartwheel. And one point in the match, Jericho was outside. They had a big ramp. Like I said, there was a new stage, so the ramp literally led all the way to the ring. Like, you step right off the ramp into the ropes, the ring's right there, like House of Glory does, if you've ever seen them. One point, Jericho was right outside the ropes, and Cody flew through the ropes and went to land on him. Jericho moved out of the way. Cody couldn't put his hands down in time, and he legit did a face plant on the fucking ramp. Within seconds, it, he was gushing blood. It looked like a blade job, but I seen a replay, and it fucker wasn't. He really got fucked up. So the referee had to see if the match was going to continue, yada, yada. And it's crazy, because even though they let it continue, you don't know if he's got a fucking concussion or not. It was nuts, man. As we know, Cody Rhodes had his mother at ringside. She had some old dude with her. It was a botched spot. David Jericho went out, he was harassing him, and then, like, the old guy was supposed to hit him, but the mom was to grab him. So Jericho's over there, and he's, like, pushing himself on the guy and, like, wiggling around all weird like he's trying to pull away. And the guy didn't even grab him. And thank God in time, Cody came in for the save, a.k.a. attack Jericho, because it looked fucking horrible. It really did. Uh, Jack Hager got involved, and he was ejected from ringside, but not before attacking MJF for mocking him. While that was going on, La Champion grabbed his AEW world title, and he knocked Cody right in the head with it. Then he threw it out of the ring and played dead, just like Eddie Guerrero would do, which is kick-ass. Yet Cody still kicked out at two. After that, Cody Rhodes hit him with a crossroad, but Y2J kicked out. Cody did his dad's punches, crotch, excuse me, kraut, and they can't even talk today. Cody, at one point in the match, did his dad's move. How he does his, his dad's punches, and then he grabs his crotch, and then he follows up by the bionic elbow. It was so awesome, the crowd popped for it. But in the end, Le Champion legit bent Cody in half. Chris Jericho put him in a sharpshooter, and he just kept doing it and doing it. And as he kept doing it, he kept uh, twisting Cody's body like crazy. Cody pretty much is pretty much bent in half. Have you ever seen um, Freddy vs. Jason when Jason takes a guy in a mattress and literally folds him in half? That's what Jericho was doing to Cody. So MJF was on the outside of the ring, and he threw in the towel. So that stopped the match. Cody was not happy with that. At that point, I'm thinking this finally might set up MJF's heel turn. 
Uh, so now Cody did lose. Jericho is the winner, as I said. The inner circle came out with a little bit of the bubbly. They hoisted up the champ, and he hit the bottle of the bubbly. MJF was on his knees, almost crying, while pleading to Cody that he was sorry. And the crowd kept chanting, you fucked up. Cody picked up MJF, and he forgave him, because they're two friends, man. He, packed him, he patted him on the shoulder out of nowhere. MJF kicked Cody right in the fucking nuts. I fucking knew it. MJF is the best heel in the game right now. He can't be playing with the fucking good guys for much longer. I love it. As MJF was on a ramp, a fan literally threw his drink at him, which went all over his back and his head, and then threw the cup at him too, which wasn't fucking cool. But finally, MJF is the true heel he needs to be. He didn't join the inner circle because he doesn't need them because he's the best heel. And him and Cody are going to be fighting at the next pay-per-view, if not sooner. Alright, and then finally we did have Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. Remember, it's an unsanctioned match because they can use anything. There's no rules, no nothing. But the win doesn't count either. It was a very slow but vicious match. These guys beat the piss out of each other. At one point, the cleaner took his barbed wire broom and he swept it back and forth on Moxley's back while blood was going all over uh, they actually had a huge board full of mouse traps that Omega dumped Mo- uh, that Moxley dumped Omega on top of. This match, they had a fucking ice pick. They had barbed wire. They had glass. One point, man, it was broken glass. Fucking Moxley got slammed on it. Omega was sitting there dragging him across it. Omega got some in his hand. Omega took a handful of glass, put it in Moxley's fucking mouth and shit. Like it is insane. Towards the end of the match, Omega and Moxley were on a ramp, and the Bucks and Hangman Page came out trying to plead to Omega, because at that point, he had an ice pick, and he was stabbing a fucking Moxley in the head with it. It was just, it was insane. He assured that the guys that it was okay, and he told them to bring him out something. Yo, the Elite literally pushed out a legit, I was, I was going to say bed of nails, but it wasn't. It was a bed of barbed wire. What it looked like was a huge, we'll say, bed frame. And covering the bottom of the bed frame was a big spring. And then covering the top of the bed frame, I mean, bed fucking, uh, what you call it, frame, there was nothing but rows and rows and rows and rows of barbed wire. It was a bed of fucking barbed wire. So Omega grabbed fucking Moxley. He wanted to hit him with the one-winged angel on top of it. But Moxley reversed. Moxley wanted to hit him with something on it. Omega reversed. Finally, Moxley, Moxley caught Omega and gave him a paradigm shift from the ramp onto the bed of barbed wire. Even though the barbed wire is cut down and all that, so it really won't hurt. Yo, those guys hit hard, and they were stuck in there. It took the fucking staff and the crew a couple minutes to actually pull them out without them getting hurt. And their backs were all fucked up and caught up. It was fucking crazy, yo. And then also on the outside, you know how they have shit set up. Like how I said, the new stage had a bunch of gears and all that. Well, they had like a big square box. and I mean, a big, big one. It was slanted like a triangle. But in the middle of it, it was a big classic sign that said full gear for the pay-per-view. So Moxie grabbed Omega and wanted to put him through it. He didn't do that. Omega then hit him with the V-trigger. And they both went through the fucking full gear sign into the fucking casing that was holding it. It was fucking nuts, man. Uh, what you call it? In the end, though, Moxley removed the apron. 
from the ring, and all you see was the fucking, what you call it, two by fours and that, just straight wood, no mat right there. Kenny did something. He went for a move, and he landed on his face, and he cut himself open. I'm telling you, Omega and Cody are going to give themselves fucking concussions. Mox then capitalized. He grabbed Omega. He hit him with the Paragon shift right on top of the wood, and he won. But it's bullshit that it does not count towards his record. And, uh, oh yeah, peeps, if you haven't noticed and I haven't said it enough, I predicted every fucking single match on this card right. The only one I didn't was Janela and X. I didn't even know what was going on at the pay-per-view. So, yo, if you want to know who's going to win and who to listen to, holla at your boy. All right, we'll get to some two news stories real quick, and then we'll wrap this up. It has been revealed that Jimmy Havoc, an AEW announcer, the guy who wears the mask, Excalibur, Excalibur, they got into it. Here's the scoop. They were all celebrating Tony Schiavone's birthday. Havoc was all pissy drunk and he swung at Excalibur, who proceeded to choke him out until security separated him. They moved it outside. Havoc threw a cell phone at uh, what you call it, um, Excalibur, and he missed them, and then fucking security broke it up again. In the uh, the whole time, it was right in front of Tony fucking Khan, the owner of the company, which is fucking insane. But Jimmy Havoc and Excalibur made up for the pay-per-view, so I guess everything's alright for now. And finally, like I said, a wrestler did pass on us today. It was House of Glory wrestler Matt Travis. My daughter and I went to House of Glories. Their version of WrestleMania is done in the summertime. It's in August. It's called High Intensity. We were there for High Intensity 7 two summers ago and High Intensity 8 this summer. I see Matt Travis wrestle there both times, and he's really, really good. It didn't say how he died yet, but it's probably fucking drugs, of course, if not something worse. But he is gone, so I'm telling you, if your peeps have never seen House of Glories, Matt uh, Travis, definitely check him out and give the guy some props. He was going to be a real, 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 real big star, like honestly. Alright, peace. We're going to wrap up the show this week. i got some work to do. i got to uh, shoot and edit the YouTube video for you guys tomorrow. Remember to check all our stuff out on social media, yada yada. Show us some love on YouTube. Remember, all podcasting platforms, Facebook and YouTube, it's the AEW Insider. And on Twitter, it's the AEW Insider 1. Show us some love on uh, YouTube, peeps. I need some views, for real. Alright, as always, I'm your host, Lee Benz, and I'll be back in a couple days with some more AEW Insider. Ciao, peeps.